And here we are the night before Election Day, and she is so very kind to spend some time with us, the governor of the great state of Michigan, Gretchen Whitmer. Governor, how are you? I'm great. I love that GMAT cat. You know you are the coolest governor. You are one of probably, in 50 states, probably the three states have governors with a theme song. You are one of them, and you got the coolest one. Yeah, we, th- we thought it was better than Gretchen, Gretchen, Bo Betchen. No, 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 we ain't trying to do that one. <laughs> Very yeah, nice. Let's, let, let's leave it to GMAT <laughs> Yeah, Cash please, please. Uh, governor, I got to say, uh, in the early moments of our conversation, night before Election Day, uh, you seem... Uh, Rather jovial. And let me ask you this. Uh, golfers, some are leaderboard watchers. Politicians, some are poll watchers. Uh, would that describe you, Governor? You know, I don't, I, I don't fixate on polls. I'm getting across our state. I'm talking with people. And I can tell you there's enthusiasm. There is inspiration everywhere in the state. And even with all the tough stuff we've had to navigate, people know we are making progress. And we've come out of this pandemic swinging. Michigan is leading. We're winning investment. We've made huge strides when it comes to getting resources into our schools, and we're protecting fundamental rights. And I know this is core for so many families across Michigan. Uh, Governor, there was a point in time not that long ago, uh, the night before election night, uh, you would you would get your routine for the following morning down. You'd go to the poll. Uh, you'd cast your vote. You'd get a sticker, and off to work you went. Um, I find it rather sad in this great nation of ours, that it seems as though the, uh, the ability to vote is coming with more and more strings attached already. Uh, and again, it's very sad uh, that there are warnings that there could be this at polling precincts, there could be that at polling precincts. Uh, it's just terrible uh, what's going on. I agree. You know, it, uh, the right to vote and to make your voice heard and to pick our leaders is such a fundamental core aspect of democracy and anyone who's trying to intimidate a voter or disenfranchise people or uh, undermine confidence in our institutions or stoke violence or spread conspiracy theories represent a clear and present danger to this democracy we all rely on. And so I do think that um, your point is well taken and it's important that we show we are not going to be intimidated. We're going to select our leaders and we're going to abide by the will of the people. Governor, throughout the campaign, the I word inflation comes up over and over again. I I know you've heard it for a long, long time. How much, if any, input does a governor have over that issue? What what could you actually do? Yeah, well, as as you know, I mean, I can't control global inflation. But what I can do is try to keep more money in people's pockets and help people get into jobs where they can make more money. And that's what we've done with this budget. You know, whether it is the incredible investments we've made to bring down the cost of daycare and expand access to it, or it is leveling the tuition barrier to getting skills so people can get the better paying jobs, or even just putting our fiscal house in order. You know, we have paid down $14 billion of state debt, put a record amount in our rainy day fund. We got two credit upgrades, and that's precisely why we are in a position where we could do more. And I've proposed pausing the sales tax on gas. I've proposed tripling the earned income tax credit for People who work full-time but can't keep their head above water and uh, eliminating the retirement tax. These are all additional ways we could put more money in people's pockets. And I stand ready when the legislature decides to come back to town and get back to work. I'm hopeful that they really want to give people some relief right now. Mm. Now, you made a lot of campaigns. I mean, I've seen you at my frat house. I've seen you here, there, whatever. Do you have a number of campaign stops you made since you started this? And uh, where's your last one going to be? 
<laughs> well, you know, I'm on my way to Michigan State's campus right now. We're going to have a big rally. We had one at Grand Valley State last night. We were at the African American Museum in Detroit the night before um, at University of Michigan's campus on Friday night. And that's as far back as I can remember. <laughs> been putting a lot of miles on and making a lot of stops, you know. I'm sure, Governor. Is, it matters, you know, from the minute you turn on the tap and brush your teeth to the cloudy water coming out to the roads you drive on to the schools you drop your kids at, to the kind of jobs that pay you well enough you can raise a family on. And so midterm elections might not get the same kind of attention, but they really impact our lives in profound ways. And I'm proud of the work we've done. I'm hopeful that people get out and vote, and I'd be grateful to do this and keep moving our state forward for the next four years. Governor, I watched the uh, two debates with Mrs. Dixon, obviously, with interest. And there's there's an answer to a question I would like and I haven't gotten yet. When you go back to March of 2020, uh, when this global pandemic hit Michigan and it was hitting the fan, nobody really knew exactly uh, how to deal with this thing. You had the then sitting president saying, don't worry, it's going to be over uh, by April. My question is, and so much has been made about the lockdowns and conversely the effect that had on our kids and their education. I, I, I don't know what Mrs. Dixon would have done differently at such a crazy time in not only our state's history, but the nation's and world's as well. Uh, you, as governor, correct me if I'm wrong, your first priority is the safety and health of your constituents. And I don't know how that would have been handled differently had you not been in office. Was there any answer to that along the way? Yeah, no, I mean, I think you're asking a really good question. And, you know, leadership is not about complaining about the past, but it's about forging a future that creates opportunity for all people. Now, in the early days of the pandemic, as you said, Detroit was slammed. I mean, metropolitan Detroit, Southeast Michigan, our hospitals were full. The morgues were full. There were refrigerated trucks outside because there weren't places to store those that had had been had died from covid we were working our tails off just to get masks for our, our nurses and doctors. While I was getting death threats for making hard decisions to keep people alive, my opponent was spreading conspiracy theories. She used to say things like the vaccine carried the mark of the beast, or maybe it was going to put trackers in you. She said COVID couldn't impact children and we didn't need to wear masks. You know, had she been governor during the worst of COVID, thousands more people would have died. And that's why I think... You know, we should remember what we've been through. We should also remember why the decisions were made. And also, we all felt pain. You know, the worst pain is losing a loved one. But many lost businesses and time in school. And that's why the work we're doing is resources to businesses that struggled. And to keep our kids in class with the surrounding supports to get them back on track is so important. I will continue to educate people about what was happening. But I'm going to stay focused on solving problems and building a future so that every person can get ahead. This is a great state. Our future is bright, but we cannot take our foot off the accelerator. We got to go. I think uh, uh, a misnomer along the way, Governor, uh, is that our young people, those of college age, maybe a little younger, uh, have no interest in politics. Uh, On social media today, uh, there is video after video out at the University of Michigan at their voting center 
uh, kids already lined up. To the get line their vote at voting in. was longer than the line at Chick Fil A, so that's all I'm gonna tell you. I, <laughs> and that's, I ended up. That's a miracle. That's a miracle in and of itself. Yeah. Uh, so, a, a wonderful sign, is it not, Governor? I think it's great. You know, our young people have the longest stake in the outcome of these elections, right? From climate to individual rights to paying jobs. Um, and so them making their voices heard is really important. We had a fantastic rally with Pete Buttigieg at U of M on Friday night. The enthusiasm was real. I got to tell you, I went to Saginaw Valley State Saturday morning. We were not offering any free food or anything. And we had a room with hundreds of students in it showing up on a Friday morning. I wouldn't have done that when I was their age, but they're motivated, and I'm excited about that. That's great. I know when you're a skilled politician, I knew you were that way when you uh, guided yourself between the Michigan-Michigan State game a week ago, the way you <laughs> where you thinned that line between the two and made it so everybody was happy. That's what I know. That's when you're a skilled politician in Michigan. <laughs> well, you know, I'm a Spartan through and through, but I did spawn some Wolverines. So, you know, I try to even, <laughs> you know, Bridge that gap on occasion. And I know, Governor, you'll be mentioning that nice win over then number 14, Illinois, this past Saturday, huh? Yeah. That's right. It was a great weekend for football in Michigan. The Lions won, the Wolverines won, and the Spartans won. All right. Very diplomatic, as always, Governor. Yeah, there you go. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. Be well and make your plan to vote. All right. You betcha.